الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters in islam allah taala has blessed us with innumerable bounties and favors we can never enumerate never count all the blessings of even one bounty let alone count all the various favors and bounties that allah taala has blessed us with and has showered upon us and this is something we keep hearing about the aspect of shukr in the quran sharif what allah taala describes or says la in shakartum la azidannakum that if you make shukr you are grateful i will increase my favors and bounties upon you among the many many great bounties that allah taala has blessed us with is the bounty of the tongue this is indeed a very very great bounty the tongue is used for so many things it assists in eating when a person chews his food allah forbid if he has no tongue even that would be a major problem he won't be able to even, though he doesn't use the tongue directly for the chewing but it is the tongue that helps to direct the food between the teeth and then the teeth manage to chew the food and then it's the tongue again that helps to swallow the food take the tongue out of the equation and all this would be a very very big challenge maybe perhaps depending on how bad the situation may be it might even become almost impossible sometimes allah forbid people suffer a stroke and their tongue becomes very badly affected due to the stroke and they cannot swallow anymore so they cannot eat they cannot eat anything because they will choke so as a result they have to start feeding them through tubes can we imagine what a great bounty and nemat this tongue is that just in order to swallow that food this tongue is something we cannot do without and take the tongue out of the equation and a person can't swallow the food the person starts choking and choking so badly that it can endanger his life so this is the one part of this function of the tongue now this is just still one aspect then on the tongue there are 20000 taste buds 20000 taste buds all very minute very very small microscopic size taste buds 20000 and by means of these taste buds the person can taste what is the type of food is it something salty is it hot is it mild then if it is hot to the touch the tongue will tell him it's cold and perhaps 
it might be some food that has gone sour, it's gone off, it's harmful for him to eat it. But perhaps sometimes there is no odor and he can't see anything gone wrong with it. Now he just took a bite of it, took a sip of it and immediately his tongue says to him that no, there's something is wrong with this, he spits it out. Now, whereas if he swallowed that, it could have become very harmful for him. But now he managed to taste something wrong with it and he spat it out. What helped him to spit it out, get safe from that harm? The tongue. Those numerous taste buds. Like this, there are so many things that the tongue assists him with. And then obviously, the very great bounty and gift of speaking. This is something which Allah Ta'ala has blessed this insan with. Animals can't speak. Allah Ta'ala has blessed this insan with this ability of speaking that he can form his words, he can express what's in his heart and mind. He's not like a parrot that just, parrot fashion, it just registered something, and it can just repeat what it's registered in terms of a sound. But insan speaks intelligently. He thinks and then he expresses what's in his mind in terms of a thought. He has thought of something, and then he can express his thoughts. A parrot cannot do that. A parrot has heard a sound and Allah Ta'ala has given it the ability to learn that sound over time and it can just repeat that sound. But it cannot express its thoughts. You cannot have a conversation with a parrot. So the thing is that insan has been blessed with this great ability. That he has been given this ability to speak, to express his thoughts. There's something coming in his heart. He is happy about something to express his happiness he is grieved about something to express his grief he is in pain to express his pain that this is the problem this is the pain I'm having this is the difficulty I'm experiencing he needs something he can ask for that that I need some water I'm hungry I need to eat I need some help with something there are innumerable things that a person expresses his thoughts about and this helps him to go through day-to-day -day life with much ease. So this is such a great ni'mat and such a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala, the stung. And being such a great bounty, the greater the ni'mat, the greater the bounty, accordingly the shukr for that ni'mat should be. The shukr also should be very great, because the bounty is so great. And this is something we have discussed on many occasions that there are various levels and various types of sugar. One is the sugar of the tongue itself. That a person verbally expresses sugar. Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, this is your bounty. This is your favor. You have blessed me with this bounty. Ya Allah, I'm expressing sugar upon this. So that's the sugar also. That's also required. That's also something we should be doing verbally expressing the shukr then together with that there is the shukr of the heart and the shukr of the heart is that a person is convinced and he is firmly believing the reality that this is purely a gift of Allah Ta'ala which I didn't deserve whether it's wealth whether it's intelligence whether it's beauty whether it's anything else whether it's the ability to speak the ability to speak properly, the ability to write, the ability to do anything. All this, that it is purely the gift of Allah Ta'ala, 
which I didn't deserve one fraction of it. And whatever I have is entirely the grace of Allah Ta'ala. It's not any achievement of mine, it's not any hard work of mine, it's not my intelligence, it's nothing. It's only and purely the grace and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala and it is His gift. Many a times we feel we deserved something and because sometimes we think in that manner and we feel we deserve many things. So sometimes a person is making dua and making dua and doesn't seem to get what he is asking for the person starts becoming Allah forbid starts becoming upset now what does it mean becoming upset upset with who are we getting upset with Allah ta'ala so where did this come from it came from this misconception or this totally wrong feeling in the heart and this belief that I deserved this or I deserve something I should be given that and therefore if it doesn't come then na'uzubillah it is as if I am being shortchanged in some way na'uzubillah as if I am not being given my right now who can have any right over Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is our creator Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer Allah Ta'ala is our nourisher and everything is belonging to Allah Ta'ala alone what right do we have Anything we have is purely the gift from Allah Ta'ala Which we did not deserve in any way But now because we think we deserved it We imagine we deserved it As a result When a person is making dua And doesn't seem like what he's asking is being granted Then the person starts entertaining all the waswasas and the whispers of shaitan Which start taking a person in a very very wrong direction And can become a major problem so this is the aspect, one aspect that we need to just, this is something which we are digressing on, but nevertheless, to never ever think in this manner, or to stop making dua that I made so much of dua and nothing seemed to happen, so now what's the use now, This is the deception of shaitan, and to try and stop us from the good we are doing, so that we become deprived of the blessings of that good, and the great bounties and benefits that were coming through the dua though it might not have been in a way that we could identify it that this was the effect of the dua because we were asking for A but we seem to be getting Z now we didn't think that this was the effect of that dua but it was the effect of that dua and many a times we don't realize it sometimes the effect of the dua will be in some other form but many times it is coming in dunya but in a form that we cannot identify as being linked to the dua as a result na'uzubillah we start harboring ill feelings in our hearts and thinking na'uzubillah that Allah Ta'ala is as if na'uzubillah Allah Ta'ala is oppressing us la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah these things that are being mentioned are not just imaginations people actually ask these things and actually express these kind of sentiments which is very very dangerous for Ziman and therefore we should be very cautious so what we are talking about is that the dua that a person makes just on this note one person mashallah he is very very uh, charitable and he will even one is charity of wealth 
Mashallah, many people are charitable with their wealth. Allah will accept their generosity and the good that they do with the ni'mat that Allah has blessed them with. They are using it in a correct manner. But not many people are charitable with time. Because they are too busy in their own things. So they don't have the time to be of physically helping somebody in their problem, in their need, taking the time to assist in some cause of deen, etc., etc. But mashallah, some people are all-rounders. They are charitable with their wealth, they are charitable with their time, they go out of their way to do what they can for others, to assist them in their difficulties and hardships and problems. Now, some people, they do all this, it doesn't seem like any great wonders are happening to them in their dunya in return for this. Now, sometimes that's what a person thinks now, that well, I'm somebody is being generous, so now his wealth must increase, and sometimes that's the niyat with which we spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Purely for that. That I'm spending one ran. Why? Because I want ten ran. So we even forgot that it must be done for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will reward. But no, I want ten ran. That's why I'm spending one ran. Now that has, we missed the point. So in any case, I was just mentioning that this, some person is mashallah very very charitable with his wealth too and with his time with his effort with being very uh, eager to help people in their situations, circumstances now outwardly there doesn't seem to be too many dramatic things happening in dunya for him and he mashallah pious person makes all dua but the thing is that he reflected and he saw that he didn't make any real great effort or went out of his way to try and really instill the correct tarbiyat in his children but he says, mashallah, they all are a real boon to him a great coolness of his eyes all are progressing in deen tremendously in becoming better people in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala now, outwardly, all the good he was doing seemed like, well, that just fizzled out in thin air. Maybe now in such a situation, somebody is asking for more dunya, but can they put a price to this benefit that Allah Ta'ala is giving? That their children are becoming more obedient, their children are becoming more conscious of deen, they are becoming true coolness to their eyes in that sense, they are becoming more closer to Allah Ta'ala with their amal, can there be any price put to it? Now somebody is asking for dunya, but in return he gets this. Can he be in any way complaining about anything? Not that this person is complaining, but that's the example that we are using, that many a times we are asking for something, Allah Ta'ala is blessing us with something far better. But we are still complaining that what I asked for I didn't get. Now this is a very a high level of ingratitude that somebody has been given something far better and they're still complaining that no but I didn't get what I want. This is like the Bani Israel. Allah Ta'ala gave them man and salwa. Now this was coming down to them without any effort. It was a food of Jannat. And now they're getting it on earth and what they now did, 
they want all the, after a while they got tired of it. They say, no, we don't want this anymore. What we want, we want all these grains. We want all the dolls and lentils. And fumiha wa adasiha wa basaliha. We want onions and all these things. Now, Allah says, أَتَسْتَبْدِلُونَ الَّذِي هُوَ أَدْنَى بِالَّذِي هُوَ أَعْلَى أَتَسْتَبْدِلُونَ الَّذِي that are you taking that which is of a inferior level and you want to throw away that which is of a superior level? You want to give away what is superior and in return take something that is inferior? So this is unfortunately the situation that we put ourselves into also or the, how we conduct ourselves. That Allah Ta'ala has given us something far superior but we are still complaining of that which we asked for that we didn't get exactly that. Yes, dunya is a place that we will be in this test. If everything was as clear as you put a switch on and you see the light coming on, you press a switch and you see the light coming on, then the test of dunya will no more remain a test. So one aspect that we should always be bearing in mind is we should never stop making dua. And we were talking about the tongue actually, and the tongue and the bounties of the tongue this too is one of the things that we should be using the tongue for to ask Allah Ta'ala. Indeed, the real dua is that comes out from the heart, but we should be expressing it with our tongues as well, and beg from Allah Ta'ala. So that is one thing never to stop doing. And the same dua over and over and over again, asking for the same things, asking for that iman, asking for that hidayat, asking for that taqwa, asking for that help of Allah Ta'ala, asking for the good of dunya and akhirat, Asking for ourselves, for our families, for our friends, for our neighbors, for our relatives, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and repeatedly asking, asking for the forgiveness of our sins, the forgiveness of the sins of others, for everything we keep asking Allah Taala and ask Him over and over again. When we will continue asking, this asking itself is the essence of ibadat. It is the essence of ibadat. What is the outcome of it? That is not something we should be paying too much attention to. What is the issue is that this is itself, Allah Ta'ala gave a person the tawfiq of engaging in such a great ibadat. If there was no outcome also, that itself would have been a very great bounty that Allah Ta'ala enabled somebody to even make dua, to talk to him, to ask him. So this tongue is something that we should be appreciating very greatly. And this is such a great na'mad, such a great bounty, that if a person loses this bounty, life becomes very difficult. As we said, chewing, you can't even then swallow food. Chewing becomes such an issue. The saliva, to swallow that saliva becomes a problem. Everything becomes so difficult. And then if the person still has the tongue but he can't talk, then too life becomes difficult. But unfortunately, instead of appreciating this great bounty and favor, what we do, we don't make any shukar for it. Shukar neither in the verbal sense, neither from our heart, and nor the main part of shukar, the shukar with action. That is the main part of shukar. And the shukr with action of this tongue is to use it for what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with and totally refrain from what Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. Now if you consider 
how we talk. The Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives the instruction that وَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلَ اللَّيِّنَا Musa salam and Harun salam are being addressed and Allah Ta'ala is saying to them that you're going to go to speak to Fir'aun and you're going to invite him towards Deen. So how are you going to invite him? You must invite him قُولَ لَهُ قَوْلَ اللَّيِّنَا with soft words, kind words that these kind words may benefit him perhaps whether that benefit came to him or not is not the issue but Allah Ta'ala is saying that this is the way you should go about it now Musa salam, Harun salam, these are great Ambiya of Allah Ta'ala they are going to be using this tongue to invite a person like Fir'aun Allah Ta'ala is saying you use this tongue in a way that it says what is it says kind words compassionate words soft words now let us reflect upon ourselves we are talking sometimes to our own parents let alone anybody else do we talk in kind words do we talk in soft tones do we talk gentle words endearing words words that will please their hearts words that will make them feel happy or do we have sharp tongues do we have sharp words that come out of these sharp tongues do we say always things that pierce the hearts of others our own parents our friends, our relatives our siblings what do we have what do we, how do we speak now, such a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala how is this bounty used? Whereas in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala is saying that speak in soft terms. So this usage of the tongue in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam said that a person will be thrown into Jahannam due to the harvest of his tongue. Meaning what he said. The wrong things that he spoke. We should be speaking things which these much scope Allah Ta'ala has given us permission to be light hearted to be happy to say things that will cheer us cheer others also but there are certain limits there are boundaries the boundaries of Shariat and we cannot be saying things we cannot be having a having fun at the expense of others we are hurting somebody hurting their feelings we are humiliating someone we are running somebody down we are mocking somebody and we thinking we are having fun. That fun is very dangerous fun. It might appear that it was just a thing that came and went. It was something that we just had a laugh about. But in the process we hurt somebody. Sometimes we are hurting people who are our seniors, our parents, some aunt, some uncle, some other, some elder brother, elder sister and our teachers, whoever it might be and we just think nothing about it but this is something which is very dangerous extremely dangerous many a times people have fallen very hard simply due to what they have said they blurted the wrong thing and this caused such chaos in their lives somebody blurted the wrong thing in the sense that the person just blurted out three talaks. Now, he blurted it out. Now, it was just 
a statement but that statement was not a an empty statement it was not just a statement without any effect in it it was a very dangerous statement what happened to it that all the good that came to him via that nikah whatever benefits he could have continued with in life now everything just suddenly came to a halt and then what happened now that home is broken then just at home only those children are in a complete bewilderment and chaos then the families are now at loggerheads and then there's so much of other issues that run out of that and Allah forbid some people then now go around looking for some kind of fatwa that well the three talaks that were given it was really not uh, something I intended to do or I just said it in anger so the question is does anybody give talaq because they are happy that they are very very excited so they decided to give talaq nobody does that because they are excited this is the thing that a person was taught not to do such a thing now it might appear that this is something to talk to the men not the woman yes indeed and that is what is done from time to time but at the same time the lesson for us the lesson we are talking about is that the misuse of the tongue what chaos it can cause now the person is running around looking for fatwa then he finds somebody who is who doesn't subscribe to the taqlid and the following of the four imams and all the fuqaha of the ummah he is somebody who claims to be following Quran and Sunnah directly only claims there is no reality in the claim because he doesn't have the ability to understand the ahkam and the laws of Allah Ta'ala that are explained in the Quran and Sunnah he has, doesn't have the ability to do this directly because he doesn't have the knowledge and Allah Ta'ala has commanded فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ you ask people of knowledge if you do not know now the people of knowledge doesn't refer to somebody who opened one small book somewhere and he learned one to maslas now he has become an alim or the person knows some Arabic so how to speak Arabic is mashallah wonderful thing but that doesn't make a person an expert in the knowledge of deen so now he is just claiming that I am following Quran and Sunnah directly but he is asking somebody still who is asking? he is asking some modern day scholar who doesn't follow any of the imams he is also making that kind of claim baselessly and then he is also following some other modern day scholar some suit and tie and uh, western attired scholar somewhere and the person is saying no no this three talaks is not three is one don't worry about it you carry on living so now the person is living in haram but now where it started off from that now is this free thinking and just wanting to do anything not interested in following somebody taking the guidance from someone just claims whatever sounds exciting or because it sounds easier just go with it so as a result the person then gets deviated from deen and falls far away from deen but because the slogans are very very catchy the slogan is just follow Quran and Sunnah obviously that is the only thing to follow but it needs to be followed in the light of the guidance of people who have expert knowledge so the people with expert knowledge of the very very high level in terms of us with the four imams of fiqh Imam Abu Hanifa Imam Shafi Imam Malik Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal now a person follows these great imams then inshallah he will be safe and he will move safely through the situations of life 
This has proved itself over the centuries that those who followed this went safely across. All the new kind of ideas keep coming, which are meant to deviate people. So in any case, we were talking about the tongue. We went on to this topic just because of the importance. But the tongue is something we need to use correctly. The appreciation and the sugar for this gift of the tongue is to engage it in talking things that are good, in inviting people towards goodness, in being a means of bringing happiness to others with good words, to refrain from all kinds of evil talk, refrain from all kinds of vulgarity. Many a person just uses his tongue to swear and use vulgar words, talk evil things, talk vulgar things. This is extremely harmful and detrimental. It destroys the noor of the heart and it's a great ingratitude for this gift of the tongue. The gift of the tongue, we should be sitting and thinking about it. He says, this is unfortunately our very great deficiency and something that we lack tremendously as a result of which we don't progress. And what is that? That we don't sit to think, we don't reflect. Now, for example, we have been discussing this aspect of the tongue. We heard it, mashallah, we spoke it with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. But do we take some time to then sit and reflect upon it? How am I using my tongue? Am I being truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala for this gift? I now realized, no, I'm not being truly grateful. I'm far away from that gratitude. My tongue is involved in so many sins. Ghibat is like part of the fashion of what the tongue is involved in. I'm hurting people in the way I speak. I'm speaking in a bad way. That's not the way to speak. I'm speaking disrespectfully. This is wrong. I need to be respectful. I need to speak in a way that is showing respect. Now, when a person sits to think, person reflects upon all this, person analyzes this. Now, all these situations are coming forward that this is my problem. I'm not talking right. I'm not using the tongue correctly. Such a great na'mah. 20,000 taste buds Allah Ta'ala has put for me. 20,000. Which engineer, which doctor, which scientist, who can make this? Nobody can make it. Allah alone has made it. A person loses a piece of his tongue, let alone the whole tongue. Allah Ta'ala protect us all. Somebody loses a piece of their tongue. All the doctors and scientists and engineers and anyone and everyone in the world can get together they cannot replace that tongue. They cannot replace it. This is the gift of Allah Ta'ala. So, this is something, and in fact, sometimes you might think, okay, some other limbs in the body, a uh, person lost that limb, it can be replaced. An artificial limb, to some extent, can look like it. To some extent, it might be able to do certain things that the original could do but it is no way close to the original. In It's very, very far away. It can never be like the original. What Allah Ta'ala has given us, there is no comparison to it. There will be some things that will help us in some way, but there is no comparison to what is the original. And especially when it comes to things like the eyes, the tongue, the ears, then the imitations just cannot come anywhere close. So, we need to now think about this, reflect upon it, sit and think about this great ni'mat, this bounty Allah has blessed us with, and then think, how am I using it? For today, for example, how many things have I spoken since this morning, which were not the appropriate things to have spoken? Or maybe what I said might not have been wrong in itself, but the way in which I said it, that was not right. 
if we just think about since this morning till now, we might detect several things. And if we think about for the past 24 hours, it might be many, many more things. And for the last week, then maybe we might fill a few pages. Now, this is not the way that we should be conducting ourselves. So now when we will sit and think about it, analyze it, reflect upon it, we will realize how serious the situation is. Now, inshallah, it will create some fikr, some concern that I need to change this situation. I can't carry on like this. I need to remedy this. Inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, there is hope that we will then be able to progress. We will then be able to become truly grateful for this great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. And this tongue will be used to bring happiness to others. It will be used to speak speak soft words, kind words, words that are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and which bring happiness to people's hearts. Not things that are sharp like arrows and piercing people's hearts all the time. Saying things to mock others, saying things to hurt the feelings of others. These are all things that we should be totally refraining from. So this is the aspect that we should be now sitting and reflecting. Inshallah, we'll have two, three minutes to do nothing else. To just sit and reflect. Maybe even somebody wants to take some, put some points down. Reflect upon the use of our tongue. How we're using it. What we are speaking. What we are engaging in. What kind of talk. Is it talk that is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala? Is it harmful? Is it something that is taking us closer to Jannat? Or taking us towards Jahannam Allah forbid? Then what am I going to do to change the situation where I am getting involved in wrongs? How am I going to change that? How am I going to get it sorted out? What effort I am going to make to put some kind of discipline on my tongue? And if my tongue keeps slipping, what kind of penalty am I going to impose upon it? Who am I going to make some mashura with regarding the penalty? In this way, and with dua, obviously, begging Allah Ta'ala's help, inshallah, we'll find that this tongue will come under control and we'll become truly grateful for this great gift and bounty of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. Allahumma iftah lana bilkhair. واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واخفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين